shit was scam. I got a room full of your posters and your pictures, man. I like what you did with rockets too. That was bad. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back. Just a chat. Truly yours. Your biggest fan. This is Stan.
I meant to write you sooner, but I just been busy. You said your girlfriend's pregnant now. How far along is she? Look, I'm really flattered to record your daughter that. And here's an autograph for your brother. I wrote it on the starter cap. I'm sorry I didn't see it with the show. I must have missed you. Don't think I did that intentionally just to diss you. But what's you said about you like the futurist too? I say that shit just clown is all. Come on, how the bitch? You got some issues, Dan. I think you need some counseling to help your ass from bouncing off the walls when you get down some. And what's That's like, don't make me not want us to meet each other. I really think you and your girlfriend need each other. But maybe you just need to treat her better. I hope you get to read this letter. I just hope it reaches you in time before you hurt yourself. I think that you'll be doing just fine if you relax a little. I'm glad I inspire you, but Stan, why are you so mad? Try to understand that I do want you as a fan. I just don't want you to do some crazy. I seen this one on the news a couple weeks ago that made me sick. Some dude was drunk and drove his car over a bridge. And in the car they found a tape, but they didn't say who it was too. Come to think about it, his name was... It was you. Damn. Stan.
You're listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Stormy, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Hello, are you there, caller? Yes, hi, it's Bev Davies calling from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Who are you, Bev Davies? I'm a photographer. Who has an exhibition tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes. At the chapel. Maybe you can tell the people about this, please, Bev Davies. Where is the chapel? Dunleavy. Yes, it's on Dunleavy, um, and it's just north of Hastings Street, um, in between Hastings and Cordova on Dunleavy, and it's actually a funeral parlor chapel. The whole building is a funeral parlor. Retired funeral parlor. And tonight it will be filled, instead of bodies, it'll be filled with, actually filled with bodies, won't it, tonight? Yes, yes, but these ones will be, you know, alive and and enjoying the pictures, I hope, and talking to each other and reacquainting each other with photographs. And there's some, the photographs date all the way back from 1979, early punk, to um, one photograph of Arrested Development taken last weekend at the Vancouver Folk Music Festival. And some people think that they should be dead by now, eh? Ba-boom! Well, the other thing is, if I really had had time today, which I didn't have, there might have been one from the Black Lips from last night at the Commodore. Absolutely stellar show. Amazing. And the audience was was a star, too. Did you get some good picks? And what made it a good show, Bev Davies? After going to shows for all these years, what makes a good show? Like, you've been to a lot of shows. Is every show good for you? You love every show, don't you? I do. I I like most of them. Um, The Commodore, sometimes I have problems with because... The security just seems so tight that, you know, if you raise your arm with a beer in your hand, they might throw you out thinking you were going to throw it. Um, last night, the security, though it was there, wasn't wasn't intrusive. It wasn't pushing people around that I could see anyway, but I was had the lucky lucky experience to be shooting from backstage, side stage after a few songs I went back there and shot the audience in the background of the pictures of the band. But it was just a really good show. It was really fun. That was at the Commodore last it night. It was at the Commodore last night, the yeah. The Black Lips and Deer Hunter as well, Deer right? Deer Hunter. And the uh, singer for Deer Hunter, I just posted a picture on my Flickr site, Bev Davies on Flickr, and um, he's out crowd surfing, and he's just sort of sitting on people looking back at the stage. I've tried to get some interviews with him over the years, but have been unable to. So that's great that he's going into the crowd and interacting. Right. He wants this photograph from me, so we could make that a condition. Thank you so much, Bev Davies. (laughs) And people can also get photographs from you tonight again at the chapel on Dunleavy Street in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. 304 Dunleavy at the chapel. You're having an opening celebration of all these photos you've taken over the years, but they've been whittled down and they have to fit a certain criteria. Criteria. You were mentioning to me about a particular photo of the zero boys that you could not exhibit. How are these photos being exhibited? There's 24 black and white ones that are mounted on metal. And the reason why certain ones couldn't be shown, even when I picked them out like the one zero boy shot, is these, these pieces of metal have holes near the corners and there's bolts with spikes and things that are going through the corners. Um, and the one person in the band, his head was just too close. It was go- going, you know, he was going to have a bolt in the side of his head, which might have looked all right, but, you know, better not. Anyway, what I should say about tonight is it starts at 7 o'clock. 
Um, children are welcome to come. Um, there's no charge to get into the building, and there is a liquor license. And is there a charge for some of the photos, Bev Davies? Is there free Not stuff? Not for viewing them. How about for the actual photos? We're what? taking them home after the show goes down on the 16th of August. Then there is a charge to reserve and, and, and buy it. I think it's called Buy It, Nardwar. They buy the artwork. So, Bev Davies, if people can't make it tonight to go see all these photos and the neat displays, the way they're just, do you actually get the bolts when you buy the actual photo? Do you get the oh, yeah. bolt? Yeah, yeah. If people can't make it tonight, you said it's running till the 16th. What are the hours? Um, I believe it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wednesday might not be for sure, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the afternoon. And um, the, the, if you look up the chapel, there's a 778 number to phone. Um, if you can't get in, phone that number or, or email me at bevdavies.com. Email me, bevdavies at shaw.ca, and arrange a time to come down. Because the doors are, is not going to have the doors wide open where people can wander in off the street. Now, how much documentation is there underneath each photo, Bev Davies? Because each photo has a long history. For instance, there is a photo of the adolescents there at Perkins Palace. What can you tell the picture about that photo of the punk band, the adolescents, and that particular night, July the 4th, 1981, that people that might be familiar with hardcore may have actually seen photos from that night not taken by you, right? Yeah, that one's not in the show, Narbor. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. That one's not in the show. That one we're talking about for our next project. And what might Perkins that be? Palace. And what might that be, the adolescence picture? The, the adolescence picture is the same night, the same place, the same almost within minutes of each other that Ed, and I forget Ed's last name. He will kill me for forgetting his last name. But he photographed from the stage of the same man jumping through the air which according to Ed, he, the man did probably three times. And I have him from the floor of, of Perkins Palace, and Ed shot from the stage of Perkins Palace. And I kept thinking, oh, that man looks so familiar. Look, he's got it, and, and it's the same person in both of our photographs. It's one of those legendary pics. It's more like a boy doing a somersault stage dive, isn't it? Yes, and it's in that um, American hardcore movie. It's it's if if people want to look up Ed's copy of it from the stage, um, it's it's available on the website American Hardcore the movie. So Bev Davies exhibiting your photos tonight at the chapel mm-hmm. as part of Play It Loud, the name of the exhibition. Play It Loud. One of the photos there that is definitely there that is definitely there is Tunnel Canary. What can you say about the band Tunnel Canary, whose new LP was recently reviewed by? Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth, who are also in town this weekend. What can you say about Tunnel Canary? They are one of the founding members of what was considered to be noise bands. Um, that's something that was very unique, I think, um, or, or very good about the Vancouver punk scene, is it, all, it was all embracing. It embraced art bands, noise bands, um, punk bands, pop bands, we think of one of your favorite, the Pointed Sticks. Though they were a punk band, they considered themselves to be a pop band. And the Sticks have a new album they've just recorded that they'll be coming out with 
in November. Have you seen a new configuration of Tunnel Canary? Because they are back together. No, I saw that. I, I, I'm in that little movie, but I haven't seen it. And they showed the movie last year when the Folk Festival was opening. And I, that's a year ago, and I've still not seen it, and I've not seen the band. But people can see Tunnel Canary tonight yeah. at your oh. exhibition and for the next couple of weeks at the chapel, 305 Dunleavy in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Bev Davies. Also a picture of Art Bergman at the Commodore. You've written Art Bergman. Now, was that Art Bergman, Young Canadians at the Commodore Ballroom? Yes, yes. Young Canadians. Not, I, I searched to look it up. It's Art Bergman, Young Canadians, not Art Bergman, um, the K-Tells. It's, it's a little tiny bit later than the K-Tells. And then you have your Billy Idol shot, which you love but are somewhat embarrassed by. You love the Billy Idol shots, don't you? Yes. But- this is the Kamloops one. And Billy actually liked this one also because it went through to the management company and they asked for a copy after they had talked to me about why I had a photograph so late in the show when you can only photograph the first three songs. And I said, because I got to photograph the entire show when I went to Kamloops. Here in Vancouver, just the first three songs, but flying all the way to Kamloops to see him did the trick. I could do the whole all the all all the photographs, so and then you've seen that photograph, which is not in the show, of Billy Idol and I together. So the management was mad that you had a good photo of Billy Idol. They were mad. Yeah, they that you knew had a- that it happened later on. Like they know what the photographs look like in the first three songs on a tour as big as that tour was. They know what the first three songs are. They know what the photographs look like, and they knew that that photograph happened later. And they didn't want to buy it if it wasn't an authorized photograph, yeah. From Billy Idol to the Bludgeon Pigs, I Uh, love that. What can you tell the people about the Bludgeon Pigs playing the Smiling Buddha not too far away from the chapel? The Bludgeon Pigs, March 1981, no date. Right. Now, I'm not sure exactly what day it was. Um, Love them. Al, Al Bludgeon, isn't with us anymore. And the last show that I had at the... At the Gem Gallery, and this also is a Gem Gallery production, it's just at the chapel, is the last show I had at the Gem Gallery. Um, Al, before he passed away, had been working on some electronic music, some interesting stuff in the, in the 80s and early 90s. And um, it, was, it was supplied to me by Tony Baloney, and he brought in all the equipment, and they actually played some of Al's music at my last show. So it was one of the first pictures that I said, this is going in this show, I'm going to find one of the bludgeon pigs. How do you describe show. the bludgeon pigs? What type of music were they? Um, noisy punk rock. Okay, and you're Bev Davies, and you describe yourself, Bev Davies, as a punk lady, don't you? You and Corolla from the Gem Gallery call yourself punk ladies, don't you? I guess so. I don't, I mean, I know from the standpoint of of, um, wearing black all the time, that would probably fit me in there. Um, I guess so. I don't know that Corolla and I are such ladies sometimes. And speaking of lovely ladies, Bev Davies, talking about your exhibition, Play It Loud, happening tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 305 Dunleavy at the chapel, Bolero Lava, Bolero Lava. Yes, there's a photograph of Bolero Lava, and um, I think Barb... 
um, can't think of her last name, the drummer from Bolero Lava. I've seen some some um, comments on Facebook. She's coming. I don't know who else is coming. They We had hoped to have them play, but that hasn't happened. But maybe it will happen sometime in the future that they will play somewhere. Also, when I posted um, on on Facebook, we had... Um, Scott, Scott Schizoid um, set up a, a, a Facebook advertisement for this that we sent to everybody. And, of course, it went to Anton Newcomb, who is the poster boy for the show and also the lead singer of the Brian Jonestown Massacre. And he's a maybe for tonight. Now, I know he's not coming because he's staying in England right now. He's, uh, he's over there with his wife. But still, he put maybe down as his response to the show. It's interesting, the photo you have of him, at least on the poster for the show, Play It Loud, looks like it could have been taken in the 70s. I had no idea that was him. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's, um, he's, he's given us all the finger there. <laughs> so that... He could be doing a song that we know by the subhumans. <laughs> that particular photo, where was that taken? Richards or the Commodore? It was taken at the Commodore at the last show that, that um, they played in Canada. But so, in this... In this exhibition of all your photos, Bev Davies, there's photos from all over. For instance, the Circle Jerks at the Rats Palace. Can you describe that particular show? Um, absolutely packed. I was sick as a dog for some silly reason. Um, DOA were playing that night. Um, I was down in California for a week. It was Easter time. Um, and... I think DOIA headline, but I can't absolutely be positive, but I'm sure Joe would know that for sure. And if I looked at the negatives, I would know. But I think DOA headlined the show. Furthermore, you also have the classic Michael Jackson pick. Yes. A Michael Jackson pick right beside local legends, the Modernettes, and No Exit. Amazing. Right. And I think it's important for me anyway, it was important to mix all of all of these other favorite photographs of mine and i had never scanned the michael jackson stuff until he passed away and i scanned it all um with my you know handy little scanner there so i can look at it on the computer posted one on my um flickr site and then sort of just explored and kind of had fun looking at the pictures we began the Nardward a Human Serviette radio show by playing The Spores, and you have a picture of The Spores as well. What can you tell the people about The Spores, Bev? Oh, they have, they have, they have never byproduct. released a record in, in the, in, originally. There was never any, any vinyl that came out of The Spores that I could be corrected by Danny Smanny, but I think no vinyl came out. And they have, but they did record. So they, they've pressed that or, you know, put it out on a CD. And with it comes two videos that are excellent because Danny, as you may know, and maybe some of the listeners don't know, he works in the movie industry. He's a camera person and quite well-known well and well-respected in that genre of Canadian movies and television shows. And he directed and, and filmed these um, videos of his band and their it's really good. So the the picture is him doing one of the songs from one of the videos, which is called A Meat Byproduct. And that's the song we began an Ardwarda Human Serviette radio show with. Oh, yeah. And he used to bring, like, pieces of meat with him to perform with, didn't he? Yes, and he wore a McDonald's. Well, he brought hamburgers, which is dear to you, I think, hamburgers. And um, he, he would wear, like, a McDonald's-type striped 
short-sleeved shirt kind of thing is what's in the picture. And, and sort of hamburger smeared all over his face. All these photos are displayed tonight at the chapel, right, Bev? Maybe you'd like to give the info out again. Who are you, Bev Davies, and what are we talking about? We're talking about my photo show tonight that's open to people to come and see for free at the Chapel Arts, which is um, on Dunleavy. Three o is 304? Yes. Between Main Street and Cordova Street. That's on the north side, the mountain side of, pardon me, Main Street, Hastings Street and Cordova Street. It, it's two blocks east of Main Street. So if you go down Main Street, then the first one over is, is Gore, which is a famous street in the punk scene. And then the second street over is Dunleavy. And then turn left. And it's right there. It's a huge white building. It says the chapel on it. And it will be open um, at, until around 11 o'clock tonight for the, for the show. Wimpy's going to be playing there, an acoustic set. Or Brian Goebel, as he calls himself, the lead singer to the Subhumans. Who played many a gig at the Smiling Buddha. It's so neat. You're right. so near to Smiling Buddha with this I, exhibition. I thought of that last night, that this is probably the closest gallery that I'm going to get to the Smiling Buddha. And, you know, it's close to the Gore Street houses that are gone now. But What do you remember about the Black Flag gig at the Smiling Buddha? That is not a Henry Rollins pick, is it? Oh, no, that's a Ron Reyes. Um, I had... I had never seen them before, so I didn't see them with the original singer. And they came up, and they were one of those bands like, oh, the Dills when they came. That just felt like this was home, you know. It felt. It didn't feel like, oh, we're all going and seeing some band from out of town. Um, it was Black Flag, and it just sort of seemed like our friends. The Michael Jackson shot that you took, maybe you could explain a bit about that particular one. You weren't totally close to him, were you? No. No, no, no. Um, it was that that machine, the Victory Tour machine, the 1984 Victory Tour, was probably the um, best kind of communication as a, as a photographer and knowing. I mean, quite often, as you and I know, it goes right down to three seconds before we're supposed to be able to do something, then we get told whether we can or we can't do it. You know, we're always waiting, waiting, waiting. A month before the the Jackson tour, I received a phone call, or I received a, a message to phone this particular number, and they would give me my instructions. And they told me I was going to be standing 130 feet away from the stage. They told me I would need a tripod. They suggested what lens I would need to have and that my tripod could not, with camera on top, be higher than six feet. And they told me why, because the rest of the Jackson family, the mom and the dad and the ones that weren't going to be on stage, were all going to be sitting behind me on the, on the sound, behind the soundboard, and that I also was not allowed to turn the camera around and take any pictures or I would be thrown out immediately. Interesting that they actually told you that the Jackson family would be behind you. That's kind of odd, isn't it? Well, I think they told me, I think they told, I mean, they told me and they told everybody else that was going to be there photographing because we were all standing in a row so that it didn't become a rumor. And then we thought somehow or another that we could photograph them. I think by them saying, this is what it is and you can't do it. And if you do do it, then you're out. That was, that was probably the better way to do it. 
How about Uptown Riot picking on toddlers and the Upside Down? These are some of the color picks that are going to be there. And Smoke right. and Slowpoke and the Smoke. Who are them? Okay, Slowpoke and the Smoke is um, Tony Bardock's band. Um, Tony Bardock is the uh, is the bass player from the Point of Sticks, who just recorded an album and it's coming out in November with a song about the Smiling Buddha on it. I've not heard it. Corolla has. She said it's fantastic. Um, like all the whole album is fantastic. Um, so the the photograph is taken at the Gem Gallery at Tony's art show, and his daughter is singing, and she only sang one song with them, and. This is a photograph of her singing, so I know what song it was. She sang, I Want to Be Your Dog by Iggy Pop. The Upside Down are a psychedelic band from Portland, Oregon, and that photograph was actually taken at the chapel, the concert with the Green Hour headlining and the Upside Down, and Spin Drift was at the chapel. And what were the other ones? That you well, said? there was Uptown Riot Uptime, and Picking Uptown on Toddlers. Riot. Never saw them before. Saw them at the uh, Subhumans gig at the Ukrainian Hall um, just a few months ago. And um, I just really liked the picture. I liked them. I thought they were good. Really straightforward punk rock. And what was the last one? Picking on Toddlers. Pickling, picking on Toddlers. Yeah, I saw them at the Cobalt, and I just really love the picture. I just totally love the picture. Um, the 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 main person in the photograph has this wonderful mohawk that I'm sure in Surrey probably gets him into a bit of trouble. And that- really, a really young young band. And that Narwhart, when they were on the stage, they said a funny thing. The one per the one. Between there was a conversation went on between two of them, and one of them said, "This is the biggest audience we've ever played for. We've never played for an audience this big in Surrey." And the other person on the stage said, "We're not allowed to play anywhere in Surrey." And the first person said, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> and I just loved it. It's this conversation going on about how they were barred from everywhere in Surrey, and that's all captured. On some color prints of yours, Bev yes. Davies, that'll be displayed tonight at the Play It Loud exhibition that you're hosting tonight. And people can check it out in oncoming weeks as well, can't they? Photographs yes. that you've taken over the years, and it's at the chapel, the chapel, the chapel at 305 Dunleavy Street in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. One band that I mentioned to you before that we're going to play to end this interview, Bev, is the Zero Boys. Oh, what good. can you say about the Zero Boys? You mentioned about how their photo didn't quite fit the way you wanted it to fit. And again, maybe tell the people what I'm talking about when I say the photo didn't fit. People can actually go to exhibition and see your photos displayed in an interesting way. Yeah, they're they're on they're on vinyl. Like it's like MacTech kind of big sheet of of vinyl that's sticky on the back and it's fastened onto metal. And the metal plates that they're on have holes in the corners. So any anybody that was standing too close to the corner on the pictures wasn't going to get showing completely because they'd have a bolt through part of their face. So I, the first photograph of the Zero Boys, I had to um, change to a different one. But the different one has Dale um, talking, singing into the microphone with the singers. Dale, and I can't think of his last name, but he's around town 
hopefully he's going to be there tonight or before the 16th. And we're going to play the Zero Boys. But before that, Bev, Boris, the band Boris, another band that I wanted to interview but couldn't get a hold of. You have a picture of Boris from July 30th, 2000. Well, that's almost like a year ago. Yeah, great show. Um, I mean, Carola and I used to go, oh, and it's gone now, Richards on Richards. But we used to go to a lot of things at Richards on Richards because... We liked it there, and Vincent was Corolla's. Fr- Vincent is Corolla's friend, and so we didn't have a problem with getting into those shows. We just were always with the owner, and so got in to see wonderful shows and avoided all kinds of other ones, and and got to the point where I just sometimes would just go on to Richards on Richards' site and and just listen to the video, like listen to the music in the video that they would have displaying whoever was playing there, you know, Monday night, or, and just sort of know instantly, oh, no, that's not my kind of thing, don't really want to see that. And Boris just kind of grabbed me. I really, you know, and I said to Corolla, she said, I've never heard of them. I said, listen to it, listen to it, you know, go on to Richard's site and listen to it. So we went kind of sight unseen, so to speak, with this band, and they were amazing. Quite amazing. From Japan. From Japan. I actually, there's another photograph that's not in the show that I like um, of another band from from Japan, which is Acid Mother's Temple. Very good band. So, Bev Davies, we're going to play the Zero Boys now with your song Vicious Circle from the Vicious Circle LP. And then we're going to follow it up with some Bolero Lava. And then Nobunny is going to phone in to the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. And he is playing on Tuesday night at Pat's Pub in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And then an interview with the Butthole Surfers on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. Anything else you want to tell the people out there at all, Bev Davies? Davies about Play It Loud, happening tonight. It's happening tonight. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Till the 16th. You know, if you've already booked plans, you got something that you got to go to. There's a wonderful... Um, um, there's a wonderful movie in town, I think, just playing tonight about um, the roots of, of, of reggae music called Rock Steady. I mean, maybe some of you are going to that. If you are, then get a hold of me at Bev Davies at shaw.ca and um, let me know a time that you want to go see the show or if you can, you know, phone down there at the number that's that's on their web page. And, this and is the, I'll try to be there as much as I can. And this show is like the roots of cool rock and roll in Vancouver right up to the present. Yes, it is. Right up till last weekend and would have been last night if I wasn't so busy. Were you planning that, that you'd have a last-minute photo in the exhibition or did you really want something that fresh? No, but I I hate, you know, I, I just thought, I'll just answer that question. Like, are you still photographing? How many times do people, I'm standing there with a the camera. They've just interrupted me photographing, and they're asking me if I'm still photographing. So, you know, I thought, well, I better put something in that's fairly current. Well, thanks so much, Bev. Anything else you want to tell the people out there at all? Why should people care about Play It Loud? Good question. Don't know. <laughs> Just come and figure it out for yourself. I don't have answers for other people. From Michael Jackson to the Zero Boys, thanks so much, Bev. Keep an on owl bludgeon. An owl bludgeon. <laughs> and keep on rocking in the free world and doot doot a loot do. Click, click.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard there, Bolero Lava with Inevitable. And before that, the Zero Boys with Vicious Circle. And photos of the Zero Boys, Michael Jackson, Bolero Lava, and more will be on display tonight at the chapel as part of Play It Loud, an exhibition of local photographer Bev Davies' vaults and new stuff as well, even from last weekend with Arrested Development. And that's at the chapel at 304 Dunleavy in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Now, on the phone right now, somebody who I think knows the Zero Boys. Hello, are you there, caller? Who are you? Hey, Nardwar, I am Nobunny. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How the hell are you? I'm really good. We're in Portland. We're about to run out of gas, and we're going uphill. But I'm feeling pretty good. But it's nice to hear your sweet voice over well, there in Canada. Well, Nobunny, you are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, bringing your Zero Boys stories with you. You've actually seen the Zero Boys play. What can you tell the people about the Zero Boys? The <laughs> Zero Boys. That is true. I have seen the Zero Boys. Uh, I will tell you, it was really fun. It was on January 30th, 2000-something or other in Chicago. They were so good, and they opened up with I'm Bored. And then the next morning, I played on the best television show in Chicago, which is... Chicago. Yeah, motherfucker. (laughs) Fucked over. Yeah, and I was really hungover because I went and saw the Zero Boys, and I was having some fun with some new old friends, and uh, that was a really good morning, but it was a really rough morning. I ate a raw sausage and onion sandwich, and I felt bad when I had to talk to Mia because I I smelled bad, and I was secreting booze and onions, but it was worth it to see the Zero Boys and to play on the mighty, mighty Chica Go-Go. Baboom. And we played the song. We played the song Vicious Circle by the Zero Boys (laughs) on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show in honor of Bev Davies having an exhibition of summer photos and in honor of No Bunny as well who is coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You are coming, No Bunny, Tuesday, July 28th, this July 28th at Pat's Pub with the Beelines and the Dead Ghosts. No Bunny returns to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. How the hell? I'm so excited. How the hell did How the hell did you find me, No Bunny? How did you find me, No Bunny? Nardwar, I know of you uh, from Rocktober once again. Jake Austin, Chicago. The first issue of Rocktober I ever bought was issue number ten, the masked history of rock and roll. And I whoa, I almost just killed a lady, but she lives. Um. Might not be so lucky next time. Um, and then I saw the goblins, and I love the goblins and the goblins. And because um, I think that was you, or at least I heard about something like you through there. And yeah, it's I am- love what you do, man. It's amazing. Love your work. It's amazing. Dog. It's amazing, no bunny, because we both go baboom. We both go baboom. <laughs> Baboom! Now who said <laughs> who said baboom first, me or you? Like who 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 owns the baboom? Nobody owns the baboom, do they? Was it the chicken or the egg? It's hard to say. But uh, no, I I, I I will give credit where credit is due. I got it from you, bugaboo. Wow, well, I'm I'm honored because you use the baboom quite a bit, don't you? I, I can't stop. I don't know if you have the same. It, it went from a. a 
interviews and something that I thought was funny that you said, and now it's taken over my life in, uh, in every aspect. I'm just about booming like a mother sucker. In fact, we're playing at a place called Boomer in Las Vegas. Never been to Boomers, and for that night, I'm dubbing it Bob Boomers. Nobody. I'm also, I will say I'm also liking some of my friends drops the M just a boo, and I like my boo. Kind of like my baby boo, like Snoop's and his boos. Uh, I, and I will say, speaking of zines and stuff, I'm doing an interview, me, Nardwarta Human Serviette, right now, live with No Bunny. If anybody has any questions for No Bunny, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBCCITR. No Bunny has played Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada before, so I yeah. would hope, I would hope that some people out there are familiar with the No Bunny. Do you feel that you've won over Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, No Bunny? Because you have played here a couple couple times vancouver we didn't even need to vancouver we we we've been in on easy street with vancouver vancouver's been the best we've been there twice before and it uh that was my introduction to canada and that was lovely yeah it's so good there good shows good times good people girls fans marijuana Nardwar, you guys got it all up there. And that reminds you're lucky, me... You're lucky so-and-so. And that reminds me to give the warning. I'm doing an interview with No Bunny. Please tune out if you're easily offended, because No Bunny could potentially say something that's offensive. So please, if you're younger, move away from the radio right now and turn it okay, down. Right. <laughs> uh, no Bunny! When I first heard of you, yeah. No Bunny, it's amazing. Oh, I thought of the Rhythm Chicken from... Um, Razor Cake fanzine. Like, you love reading fanzines. You mentioned Rocktober fanzine, but of in Razor course. Cake, are you familiar with the Rhythm Chicken? Of course. I love the Rhythm Chicken. He's one of my brother clockers. Uh, yeah, I saw that funny bunny in Las Vegas once again. Ba-boom. But not at Boomers, at the Double Down, the happiest place on earth. Not to be confused with Disneyland, home of Anaheim, California, home of Burger Records, and the Makeout Party, and the Burger Boys, and the Slack Mafia. Which brings us back to um, whatever you were asking about. Maybe, oh, do we have a caller? I, caller. I don't remember what's going on here. Caller, are you still there? Where am I? <laughs> Who is this? Who are you? Caller, are you there? <laughs> Hello? Not you, No Bunny. Are you there, Caller? <laughs> okay, no Bunny, you're there, No Bunny. There's nobody home. Nobody is home. I think we might have had a caller for you, No Bunny, but I think the caller might have hung up. Are you there? Yeah, 604-822-2487, UBCCITR. Please phone back for No Bunny. He wants to talk to you. I'm sorry. I might have hit the wrong button, and it might not have worked. No, No Bunny, you're coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, here we go. Let's try. Yeah. Hello, caller. Are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm right here. Go ahead to No Bunny. Yeah, uh, uh, hi. Is this No Bunny? Hi. Yeah, this is, this is uh, No Bunny. Uh, hey, this? I was just wondering, uh, like, if anyone ever talks about you looking like David Crosby? David Crosby, yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just wondering no, if you got no. any good stories about that there, nobody. I have a, uh, I have a human mask that I have to wear because as nobody has gotten slightly more popular over the years, uh, you know, there's a large fan base of psychos out there, so to deflect them, I've gotten this human mask, and it looks, I've been told, a little like David Crosby. Uh, maybe John McEnroe, but you know that's that's just because uh, that way I won't get mobbed, you know. Cause oh. That's a oh, okay, that's fella. a real great story. I'm uh, pretty excited to see you on Tuesday, so I'll see you there. Yeah. Well, All right. Thank you, you for, buddy. thank you very much, caller, and doot doo doo doo. 
Ba-boom. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. We're speaking here live to nobody phoning from Portland, but nobody is coming to Vancouver to Pat's Pub with the Beelines and Dead Ghosts this Tuesday, July the 28th. You're coming to Canada, and then you're really coming to Canada, and really coming and coming and coming to Canada, the Felines, the White Wires Connection. What's that? There's a Canadian connection we're going on tour with the white wires that's going to be a lot of fun and uh with a little kitty cat there we're going with Allie Hanlon and that's going to be fun the bunnies and the kitties are going to hang out and play and uh make some beautiful music Canada. Well, what, what can you tell the people about the felines and the white wires? Like, this is your Canadian connection, isn't it, Nobody? They're from Ottawa. You're going to be touring with the Canadian band. It seems like they're really into it, the white wires. They even did a commercial for you on YouTube. There's a commercial for one of your gigs in Ottawa. Well, that's their problem. I can't really be held responsible for them making commercials, but, but I did like that commercial. I like those bikini girls. That was great. I'm so excited I'm so excited that we're going to see all of Canada. We're going to up and down and all. We're going to Kamloops, Thunder Bay. We're going to go see the Sasquatches in Sasquatchmukulam. We're going to go ook it up. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to go see... Uh, no bunny. Uh, lovely nation here. Hit me, Nardwar. Tell me something. Well, I was going to say, no bunny. The we com- got gas now. We're back in business. Now we're cooking. We're gas. We're- the commercial that was made for your Ottawa show looks yeah. really great. And I was looking at a lot of your gig posters. They look great as well. Do you commission people to make all these gig posters? Or do you just have a lot of creative fans? Because, like I said, the ad for the gig in Ottawa is incredible by the White Wires. And here we have these great posters that you get done for all your gigs. Do you tell people... How do you get all these great posters? It's been, I have been so lucky in that way. We've been so lucky with giving, loving fans and fools across the globe, uh, making those stickers. And, yeah, most of those, we haven't commissioned Diddly Squat, except, well, except for a little bit from BTMC. Got to give a shout to him. He's a lot of my records and flyers and stuff. And I wouldn't really say commission. Brennan, that package is still coming, I swear. But, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's been really lucky and really nice. But that commercial was all done independent of me, just via Alley and the White Wires and some other creeps. And people can yeah. check that out on YouTube. It's a commercial for No Bunny's Ottawa gig. I guess Google No Bunny and Ottawa and commercial. When you played in Vancouver, you actually played with Vancouver, and you've played with Vancouver not in mm. Vancouver as well. Mm. Van- thought, yeah, we played with them in, well, yeah, maybe. I we think- definitely played with them in Vancouver. Yeah, we play with them somewhere else, maybe. Do you, sure. re- do you remember all the gigs? You tell me. Do you remember all the gigs you do, No Bunny? Do you remember all the gigs you do? Is it hard to remember all the mm, gigs? I'd like to say, yeah, not so much. I remember most, but, you know, it happened, you know, sometimes there's, uh, you know, things happen and people, people, sometimes there's blood and it's hard to keep everything straight, you know, but... Yeah, I, I do. I'm trying to remember what you're saying, Cougar. I know it's probably on the tip of my brain, but I'm uh, I'm just really nervous and excited. Oh. I can't think straight right now, but I really like Vancouver. Well, what uh, about the Cobalt uh, Club? Do you remember playing the Cobalt in Vancouver, BC, Canada? Yeah, the place was PAF, Punk as Fox, <laughs> Super Punk. The Cobalt, yeah. you played the Cobalt, and I guess what I was wondering is, are you in the Sneaky Pinks? Are you in the band, the Sneaky Pinks? 
No, not so much. That's uh, Justin, but I have, I do know Justin, and uh, I like that record. We cover one of those songs, but but people do get us confused because he kind of looks like our Garfunkel, but that's his problem. Um, Cause you no, did, you did I, a, I will say not so much. You did a Sneaky Pinks cover at the Cobalt. That's what I was thinking is maybe you were in the Sneaky Pinks because nobody gets out there and plays in other bands. So I thought maybe you were in the Sneaky Pinks who are the Millie Vanilli of Tucson Garage, aren't they? The Millie Vanilli. How can you describe Well, how can you, actually, the quote was the Millie Vanilla of Tucson Garage because I think it was a typo, which I preferred. Really, not that I was in that band, but I think that sounds better than Millie Vanilla. Millie, but not that there's any being Millie Vanilli. In fact, rest in peace, uh, Rob and/or Fab, whichever one you know had to come to that charge again. That's not. That's. that's I hope. I hope the sneaky things don't go out like Millie Vanilli in that way. Well, make it like Millie Vanilla and make a make some pudding, some little pudding pops like cozy and cozy coast. The sneaky pinks seem to have a good concept behind them, don't they? Where they like pre-record their sets and then they can just like go spastic. That's an interesting concept, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure of the dic- dic- dictionary definition of concept, but I, I'll stand by. Sure, I'll give that a big old hearty. Sure. Now, where is all this out of? This is pretty much out of Tucson, Arizona, isn't it? Where do you live, No Bunny? Is it Tucson, Arizona? Is it San Francisco? Where do you live specifically? Like, do you actually live? What is your place like that you actually live in, No Bunny? Well, I technically, you know, I don't really roll like that. I, I, I spend a lot of my time in the, the gay area, and um, that's where I'm, I guess, based. But I, I, I consider the road my home. Canada is my home. America is my home. The world is my home. I don't live nowhere. I just, you know, rolling stone. How about two- Alabama? Alabama Ding Dong. How about Tucson, oh, Arizona? Tram. No bunny. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. Yes, Tucson. And I guess what I was wondering about Tucson, Tucson is, does it have the toughest sheriff in America in Tucson? Is he still there? Is he still there? Oh, I I don't know about that, actually. That's, I mean, there is Tombstone, Arizona, which you might be thinking of, the town that is too tough to die, that is uh, south of Tucson or something. But I don't know about this tough. Uh, sheriff. I never got, well, I did get in a little trouble there, but not, not too much. Let's have, I hope, I hope the sheriff is not in a bad mood. No, I, I hope that's not true. Now, I'm speaking here live to No Bunny, who is coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, this Tuesday, July the 28th, to Pat's Pub with the Beelines and Dead Ghosts. If anybody has any questions for No Bunny, it's 604 822 2487 UBCCITR. And No Bunny, I have not mentioned, and the caller kind of alluded to this was, What do you look like, No Bunny? Like, we're on the radio, people cannot see you, No Bunny. Could you describe No Bunny? I'm, you know, six foot something, blonde hair, blue eyes, big tits, long legs. I'm your, I'm, I'm your worst nightmare. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just a bag of, bag of biscuits and bullshit thrown in a blender. I, I look like a big old, big old bitch money. No offense to bunnies. You wear a mask, though. A wonderful, wonderful mask, don't you know, bunny? Well, I wear it when we travel in between shows so uh, people don't, you know, because a lot of people aren't used to really seeing a, a six-foot-tall rabbit walking down the street. So I put on this, like, you know, human mask, and it does the trick for the most part, but some people even know, so sometimes I have to switch it up, you know, a la MJ. Wait, did, uh, well, we won't get into this later, but um, 
Yeah. So. Well, no bunny. Okay. I guess what I was wondering, no bunny, is do you get rash from the masks? Do you ever get rash from wearing all these masks? Well, no, I got a little crotch rash, though, just last night because I uh, I don't uh, wear underwear in my day-to-day life, but on, on stage, you know, when I'm performing, um, you know, I, I live naked, huddled in a sheet in the back of the van, but when I put on these underwear, sometimes they stay on for a couple of days and they get a little wetty and sweaty and beer and tear and blood, and next thing you know, this is rubbing me a little raw. But uh, I haven't actually done anything about it yet, but it's feeling okay right now. But I'm in a really hot van, so my everything hurts. So it's hard to say. It's kind of, it's kind of all rash all the time. What I, was, rash. what I was wondering about is, do you ever get your underwear stolen at all? Because I thought I saw some photos of a bachelorette party where it looked like your underwear oh, was stolen. Yeah. That has happened. I've had my underwear stolen. I've had my face ripped off and stolen. Uh, that sucked. I've had, uh, yeah, I've, I've had people steal my high heels. I've had multiple beautiful heels custom made in Italy for my soft little feet, and uh, those were stolen. And I'm not complaining, though. I'll tell you what, the fans, they feel entitled. People really like to spank up on nobody and pour beer on nobody and shove microphones into the what's left of the what's for once considered teeth of nobody. And we're trying to tone that down a little bit, but at the same time, you know, put in Rome, who am I to say? You, you got to do the do, and uh, sometimes shit happens when you party naked, you know? Well, I will say, no, Bunny, it looks like people respect your mask. Like, I heard in Atlanta, a guy threw a pie at you, but he only threw the pie at you when your mask was off, so he didn't get the mask dirty. That was very nice, wasn't it? Well, the thing is, I was wearing actually a mask at that time because I didn't really want nobody to be in the video, and he didn't really either because it would be, you know, I'm too famous. He didn't want to take away from his video. But, you know, I just put on the human mask because we're friends, and so it really was NBD, you know. That's no big deal in American slang. I'm not sure if that's the same in camp, but probably is. I'm, I'm learning a lot of things are the same. The birds and the bees. You're barefoot, too, at a lot of gigs, no bunny. Does that cause a problem at all on stage with all the broken beer from the opening bands? Yeah, it causes a lot of problems. When The, the more problems, the merrier. No, no, actually, we don't have problems. We don't want any trouble. We're, we're just nice boys. But sure, sometimes it's a, a little... Sometimes it's a bleeder. Sometimes there is blood. There was blood in Stockholm. There was blood in Vegas. There will be blood in Vegas. No, Bunny, what about the bachelorette party? Let's go back to the bachelorette party. Was that Beth Beth Loudmouth in a picture at your bachelorette party? That is true. That was Beth Loudmouth, not to be confused with Dulcinea Loudmouth. But, uh, yeah, that was was a bachelorette party for Shannon from the Latinos and also from, what else is Shannon nowadays? She's in the Primitivas right now with Dulcinea Loudmouth. Inside scoop, and uh, yeah, that was a really fun part. The only there were only three males there. That was myself and Marcos and Billy of the Rock and Roll Adventure Kids. They were the other entertainment that night. That was independent before we really knew each other too well because we play together nowadays. Another inside scoop, not so much, but uh, but yeah, that party was really fun, and we all got naked, and I felt like what you see in a, a bad after-school special, like the only girl at a frat party, they were shoving jello shots on my throat and tequila, and they told me they were going to do bad things to the bunny man, but uh, it all worked out really good. I had a really 
I would do it again. It was it was one of the more event pleasant experiences I've had. I'm feeling actually good talking about it. Thank Pe- you for bringing that up, Hardcore. Pe- no, people, <laughs> you're, really, people, you're really good to me. People, this is really nice. Talk. No bunny. People can check out photos of that too at your MySpace. No bunny MySpace. There's actually photos of that there. It was a pretty good party, but it wasn't as good as Rocktober when you actually had a special mic. What can you tell the people about the No Bunny special mic you used on Rocktober Chicago? Well, the microphone I use there, my friend, uh, he's been growing electric, uh, electronic musical equipment in his farm for a while, and uh, he finally got down some carrot microphones, and that was that was the test drive. It fell apart a little. You can kind of see it on the video, but um, still haven't gotten it quite down yet, but it's, it's working out. Carrot mics, the, the wave of the future, and then you can eat it. You can pleasure people with it, if that's your thing. And, yeah, that's that's... That's all I have to say about that. Next question. Well, I was just going to say again, and there's a lot to say to Nobunny, who's coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, this Tuesday with the beelines and dead ghosts. That's Nobunny at Pat's Pub. I love it when you give Rocktober props, when you give zines props. You actually read zines, and you mention yeah. you're, you mention you're reading Dishwasher, the book about Dishwasher, Dishwasher I Pete. I love Dishwasher. In, yeah. that, in that book, does it talk about him being invited to go on the David Letterman show? Yes, I remember that chapter. It was tip-top. Fantastic. You love the, fan- you love the fanzines. You love the carrots. The ice cream. I did, love you. Did the, thank you so much, Nobunny. Did the Nobunny ice, loves you, Nardware. Baboom! Did the ice cream shop Baboom. ever found out, find out that your girlfriend <laughs> took chocolate ice cream from there for a chocolate <laughs> ice cream bath? Did the ice cream shop ever find out? Can you tell the people about that, Nobunny? Oh my God! Yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. Uh, that was in. Well, I wasn't in high school because I dropped out when I was fifteen, but. Uh, I have the ninth grade education, and I do okay with it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The girl, yeah, the girl I was dating, she was a little bit younger than me, and she worked at an ice cream store. And, uh, yeah, so we brought home, uh, she brought home a lot of ice cream, so I told her that I thought it would be really a nice time to take a bathtub filled with chocolate ice cream. And uh, that's what we just did, done, did there. And it was a really nice time. I've been uh, looking for that feeling again ever since. Once again, Nardware, you're taking me back to very nice places. I, I appreciate this. I'm like, I'm all curled up and cozy. And yeah, that was great. That was great. Can, if, if anyone in Vancouver has a lot of ice cream and uh, a naked high school girl, let's, let's do this. We'll take, well, also, I'd like to announce right now, exclusive, we are looking for virgin's blood, female virgin's blood only. For a new energy drink we're uh, developing, and we found we found some places, but you know it's out of the country. The shipping is expensive, and you know. But so if anyone has any, we'll pay top dollar. No, no, bunny. Let's transport you from Portland to Vancouver to Europe. That video of you guys, and you particularly, no bunny, climbing a 2,000-year-old wall and in breaking it, you <laughs> broke a 2,000-year-old wall. That's their problem. Where, I'm just kidding. Um, where yeah, was that? That was in certain... a little bad, but no, no harm, no foul. The people loved it. Did you hear? It was, it was all good. The, the owner, Gino, he was pouring booze down our gullet after that. He was, he was wearing a dress and stomping and pumping iron and shoving booze down our throat. And it was, you know, once again, shit happens when you party naked. Sometimes shit happens when you're not even naked yet. And the, the rocks, sometimes you rock so hard that you, you, you break the rocks and 
you smash your drummer in the head with the rock, but everything everything works out somehow. It's only a, it's only a small puncture wound, but at least I have no medical insurance. <laughs> Maybe you could tell the people about that particular venue because it looked pretty cool. Yeah, what was that place called? Oh, that was in Sardinia, Italy. It was called Prickly Prickly Peebles. Oh, yeah, that was the name of the festival, the Prickly Peebles. Yeah, that was a good time. It was prickly and peeing and bully. What's that? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, they actually did take me to a, a goat doctor after that. This guy, he was, he was a goat doctor, but that was... He said I was okay, and I believed him. He just, you know, gave me some pot and a mango, so that seemed to do the trick. But, uh, yeah, the Prickly Peebles was a lot of fun. The Mummies played. How's about that? Going back to October, issue number 10, blowing my, my little mind, seeing the Mummies and Phantom Surfers and, and how they even consider Michael Jackson to be a mass musician. That that took me a second, and now I'm on the same page. And, yeah, how did I love the, it. How was the Mummy show? How did people enjoy them? Was it as if they ever left? Because they would look exactly the same. It was like they were back from the grave. They just crawled out of those catacombs, pissed off as, as ever, and, yeah, rocked that mother sucker. On a roof at sunset across the street from the police station, about 60, 60 creeps up there. It was a... Uh, Real nice time. Once again, you can just talk to me for the rest of this drive. I think everything's going to be okay. Well, it looked beautiful, and no bunny. Come up to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada anytime you're coming this Tuesday to, Pat's, to Pat's Pub in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Uh-huh. Now, you're coming up to Vancouver. Lastly here, no bunny, as you're coming up to Vancouver, are you on the trail of several bands? I noticed like Sonic Youth are doing some gigs around the cities you're doing. Are you playing a lot of gigs with Sonic Youth, i.e. not playing with them, but what bands seem to be playing the towns that you're playing? Yeah, well, we're, we actually are Sonic Youth, just as, you know, as a, this is a side project, but, oh, oh never mind, I'm not supposed to talk about that, but, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, no, Bunny, the song Chuck Berry Holiday. I love oh, that really song. Decent. That's the Canadian title. I love that song. I love that song. It's my favorite problem, man. I love that song. Now, what are your? What are I love the, you. What are similar? What are the similarities between No Bunny and Chuck Berry? Oh, that's a sticky situation right there. I could get myself in trouble no matter what I say—the good, the bad, or the ugly. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, Chuck, so, you know, Chuck Berry. Can't really go wrong with that shit. Kind of like McDonald's, you know? So it's all good. He said it's some, all bad. He said it's all good. He said some interesting baths, although not of chocolate, has he? It's been more like iced tea that he's had baths in, right? Um, wait, what I say it again, I'm sorry. I was just saying that Chuck Berry has not experienced chocolate baths. He's probably experienced more like the iced tea type of baths. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like a lemonade, a lemonade bath, perhaps. That's what I was wondering if you'd ventured into that at all. Oh, you're talking about water sports? Yes. Yeah, sure. Why not? Hello. Hello. And, um, and here we I go. Chuck, ah. Chuck Berry Holiday by Nobunny playing on Tuesday night 
at Pat's Pub in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with the Beelines new 7-inch out now and the Dead and Ghost. Anything else you want to say to the and people? Anything else you want? Oh, on right after you, No Bunny, I will say, coming up an interview mm-hmm. with the Butthole Surfers on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show. What do you know about the yeah. Butthole Surfers? Have you ever seen the Butthole Surfers? I have. I saw them in the first Lollapalooza. I was a wee little whippersnapper. How did and that was my uncle's favorite. My uncle knows them from back in the day or something. Maybe they used to like sell acid to each other or something. But yeah. So coming up. Fuck <laughs> of the year. Coming up, oh. the, the butthole surfers on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? No bunny. I would just like to thank them for for their support. And thank you. And I love them. And I love you, Nardwar. Nobody loves all y'all mother suckers. And we're super excited to get in Canada. We hope we make it in okay. But that shouldn't be a problem. Why should people care about no bunny, no bunny? Why should people care? Oh, I'll tell you why they shouldn't, because I'm a fool, because I, I should know you're going to ask me. I don't even think about that. But um, why? Well, that's, once again, that's that's their problem. I, I can't, I you know, come on. Let's real talk. I, 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 you know, I... Oh. People can form their opinions on Tuesday at Pat's Pub. Well, thanks very much, No Bunny. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. See ya.
Dio. Can we hold this for a second? Uh, Jeff, butthole surfers. And what's your age, Jeff? Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? You just turned 12. 12. And we also have, who are you? Mahalia Jackson of the butthole surfers. How's it going, sir? Mahalia Jackson? You got it, sir. Who else is in the butthole surfers? You have Paul Leary on guitar and uh, Gibson Haynes on vocals and guitar. So whereabouts are the butthole surfers based? Out of? Um, God, that's a tough one. Well, we uh, used to be based out of a van. Now we're uh, based out of a van in Texas. Texas? Isn't that the home of Three Day Stubble? They're from San Francisco, Texas. Have you ever heard of Three Day Stubble before? We played with them. Yeah, those are our pals. Yeah, they're great guys. Nerd rock. Yeah, they're cool. They've been around for like how many years? Three Day Stubble? Who? Three Day Stubble? Uh, I, don't, I don't read much. Um, in Canada, do you realize that when you say the word butthole surfers, you're not allowed to say the word butthole surfers on the radio? No, I did not. How did they announce this gig? Uh, they didn't. I think it was announced as Nirvana. We can't read <laughs> Canadian anyway, so we wouldn't be able to read the paper even if we could, you know. No, but what did they call this gig on the radio? Butthole Surfer. Uh, we wouldn't even understand the language if we heard it on the radio. No, they call it BH Surfers. Nirvana's playing with a BH Surfer. You know, I noticed in San Francisco, they uh, re- on in the uh, main paper there, they had a really great review of a, dr- of a drag show called Merkin Stock, and it was like a really, like, rave review of this, uh, this drag show but then it said like Nirvana with B blank 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 hole surfers they can even say butthole in San Francisco you know I, w- I was shocked you know what, what is free speech coming to I ask you well, I'm just talking about you. on the radio in the United States of America there's seven words you can't say on the radio do you know what they are well I do know you can say butthole all day long if you want to you can go on the radio and say butthole until your lips are dry and until you're, until you're parched and dying for air I do it often if given the chance but Canada you're allowed to you're allowed to say butthole surfers, but they said BH surfers for this game. Uh, how far is Tijuana from here? Um, thousands of miles. These people do not look like the average Mexican people. Actually, you know that song, American Woman? Yes. Randy Bachman of... Uh, B-O. B... B-O. B-T... B-L-T. B-T... Uh, R-E-O Tardwagon. Randy Bachman of B-T-O Butthole Surfers. He's actually heard your version before. Cool. Us, actually. Were you guys in the band at the time of the recording of the Butthole Surfers Excapade when I saw you at the sub ballroom at UBC with two naked girls on stage? <laughs> that was one naked girl, and yes. Well, do you remember that show in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Like I bring up, I bring up, like did- uh, someone disappeared at this show. Norman Dombrowski, and I received a fax. And Norman, if you're out there, please call home. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was after the Battle Surfers gig. So, is his parents trying to contact you, or what's going on with that? It's really scary. That guy I went missing. Thought he uh, ran off with our female drummer. And did they get any leads on that? What would lead them to say that? Uh, just a wild hunch. They tried everything else. I was looking at the back of a record. And it was a sacred record. It said put out, um, for, it was from uh, Waco, Texas. It was put out by the Word Record Company. It's a bootleg, man. It, it, it totally sucked. But you know what's weird, though, the Word Record Company? There's a subsidiary here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, butthole surfer of the Word Record Company based in Waco. There's a subsidiary here in Vancouver called Praise Records. Great. So we're linked together through Waco, through Vancouver. And you were here and that guy disappeared. Yeah. 
Is Dr. Pepper still the official drink of the butthole surfers? You got it, sir. In fact, uh... I made a pipe out of one. Yeah, there's a, there's a pipe out of this can right here. We use this to drink our Dr. Pepper in the proper technique. Because we are a zero-tolerance band. Yes. Recently, there was a... They're not connected by any way right here. Wait a second, that's a hundred-dollar bill. Oh, shit, I thought it was a one. I just... Oh. I mean, I am excited being backstage here at this gigantic stadium and seeing a $100 bill. I really... Is that sure where indie rock is today? Guys carrying around $100 bills? This isn't indie rock. What makes you think this is indie rock? Well, independent worm. Corporate rock. Actually, We're booked by William Morris. We're on yeah. a major label. We're, We're as independent as a Frank Sinatra. Where is We're, William Morris based out of? We're a codependent band. Where is William Morris based out of? Uh, New York City. What happened in New York City recently? <laughs> it got real hot over the summer. I think somebody uh, died there recently. No, there was a gigantic death plague. It swept and swept the whole city. The World Trade death. The World Trade in the water. The World Trade Center. Do you think that the guy that was framed for the World Trade Center thing is like a new Lee Harvey Oswald, a new Patsy? Do it. Santa Claus did not do it. Well, apparently, um, Timothy Leary was always accused of killing Ark Lindletter's daughter, and he said that Casper the Ghost did it. But do you think there's any link between Lee Harvey Oswald and a World Trade Center bombing? In other words, is a guy who was arrested to see a patsy? I mean, you being from Texas, the land of Senator John Connolly. And? Well, what happened with Senator John Kennelly? Connolly, you Texan, you, with you wearing that hat and that frown so nicely. What happened with Senator Connolly? He became governor. In fact, he was governor then. He wasn't senator. So get your facts straight before you start putting th conspiracy theories on me, you Canadian you. I haven't worked onto it yet, you butthole surfer, you. Now, just go and link them. What happened when uh, Senator Count Connolly died, butthole surfer? Uh, I think somebody in New York died. There was no... Autopsy. Living there person in New York City. No, there was an aut no autopsy was done by Sen by John Governor Connolly, so they still could have been bullets inside of him, which could have led to the conspiracy theory. How do you think about that, butthole surfer? As a Canadian, why do you care? As a Texan, I could barely care less. No, because you're he's dead. Jesus Christ is dead. We're all gonna die. People are dying. I know at the World Trade Center right today. Food it's food for thought and grounds for further research. On death. Have you ever been to Jack Ruby's Carousel Club at all? Huh? Jack Ruby's Carousel Club? You, hold on, slow down. You're talking too fast, man. Jack Ruby's Carousel Club, Mr. Reverend Horton Heat. Mr. Reverend Horton Heat? <laughs> yeah, oh, that is my other band, actually. Thank you. The Jack Ruby's Carousel? Haven't you ever been to the Carousel Club? There's actually a movie film there. Uh, no, sorry. I've been to the Carousel Club in Austin where a blind guy plays the organ there. And his name is Jay Clark, and I heart Jay Clark. Because Jay Clark, he was born sighted. He had two separate accidents, which took uh, one of his eyes. And it, it, I, by the time he was six years old, he was blind. The guy was not born to see. He was born to be blind. Are there many lounges like that in Texas? All over the place. Sure. Like, what are the other people like? Uh, like, they're all blind, too. Why don't you, you care? Know, we're all blind, in a way. Why don't you care? Blind? <laughs> I know you're blind in a way, too. I'm, I'm not blind to see they got a $100 bill in your pocket from Indie Rock, though. But we're not Indie Rock. We're corporate. I've got to correct you here. I have two, count them, $200 bills. Because I would... And... Because we go, a battle surfer explaining what he has backstage. In the union, because this is what you can... Oh, these are other cards. Oh, the union label. As you were buying a shirtless... Is this 
That's me what? holding out the name, crossing out the name. <laughs> Union Press. Never do that in an interview. Is there a, is that, is that like a, is that like a union? These are kids, and not just not to say we work. Like a, is that like a music who's union card? Yes. That's, that's actually a union card, but the musical union is part of it. What really happened to Jack Ruby's Carousel Club? You know Jack Ruby had a little fetish. You know what it was? Little boys? No. Little he liked masturbating little dogs. So don't we all? It's, I've got a little dog. There was a book called Case Closed that came out saying that the, the conspiracy was all a lark. Nothing was true about it. And they mentioned how Jack Ruby masturbated dogs. I thought you'd know about that. You've never been to Carousel Club? Not even have any interest. Come on, you know interest? This, uh... uh interview was supposed to be five minutes now we're on a canadian metric five minute scale here obviously because five minutes in america is would have been up a long time ago have you ever been to vidor texas before the most hideous place on earth yeah actually i've seen burning crosses in vidor that's scary is it just true they, they, they kicked out the last black guy out of vidor recently well the first black guy in vidor but yeah first who, and last who is andy moog the guy who does the commentary at the end of 60 Minutes. No, who is Andy Moog, Battle Surfers, being from Texas? Uh, he's the Texan guy who invented the synthesizer. No. Do, do, do. Dallas from the Dallas. He plays hockey for the Dallas. Stars. The Dallas Stars. Andy Moog, he's a Canadian. That's why a Canadian cares about those type of things. Oh, hockey. Somebody tell me about hockey. It's... Oh, yeah, why? Why? Why, oh, why, Battle Surfers? Is, are, is, is the Sandra Bernhardt? like you. She doesn't like us. She hates us. But she says she loves you guys. She hates us. But I want to ask you, why do they play hockey in Texas? It's 100 degrees down there, and you would never play hockey in the first place. It's totally foreign to Texas. So I, I know you appreciate the Dallas Stars. I'm why do guys in Texas grow beards? To keep them away from the cold, because they're inherently breeded to play hockey. And the two famous, winding up the interview here with the butthole surfers, and you are who of the butthole surfers? Mahalia Jackson. And you are of the... That was actually a sign language of explaining who he actually was through his actual lips. Have you ever partied with the moving sidewalks before, Butthole Surfers? You well, in a way, we've met uh, Billy Gibbons at, uh, at, uh, at a restaurant, Leah, Leo's in Houston, Texas, where uh, we met Billy Gibbons. He used to play in the moving sidewalks. Moving sidewalks, trick question, you got it. Thank you very much. Hi, from Rocky Erickson. He gave me his third eye, and I put it on my thumb. I know, we have to wrap up the interview now because William Morris wants us to quit, and just getting into Rocky Erickson's stories, which is the best. Hey, the version was cool, eh? On that Rocky Erickson tribute album, ZZ Top's version, the best, eh? Uh, not as good as our version. And Sister Double Happiness's version. Um, and the Dixon are gone from major label now. William Morris. Sad. We wanted to be the first band to play on the moon, but we figured ZZ Top deserves it before us, but what we're going to do is we're going to open for him, so we will be the first band to play on the moon. Hey, hey, hey. I'm in control here. Can you have anything you want to say? Uh, ZZ Top is God. Houston, they're based out of Houston. Where NASA is, they are going to be the first band on the moon. We figured out. Unfortunately, they faked the moon landing through Disney. Hey, I'm in charge here. What are you saying? And uh, we're, as Jeff said, we're going to be the first band to play on the moon because we're going to open up for ZZ Top. Well, this is a butthole surface coming at you, and it was really a pleasure talking to you here, Mr. Ski Cap. Massive death.
Following is a live presentation of CITR News. CITR 101.9 FM presents News 101, Vancouver's volunteer-produced student and community newscast. And now here's your host, Carrie Baptist. Good evening, I'm Carrie Baptist. In the news this week, we talked to Attorney General Opposition Critic Leonard Krog about the current BC Rail scandal, also coverage of the difficulties faced by LGBT prisoners in Canada, and in honour of the upcoming Gay Pride celebrations here in Vancouver, we take a look back at queer history in the city. We'll have all this, plus arts and your weekend weather forecast, coming up in the next hour right here on News 101. The BC Rail scandal may be the biggest political corruption case in the province's history, as it reaches all the way to the office of Premier Gordon Campbell. The $1 billion sale of BC Rail, a crown corporation, to CN Rail in 2003 was the province's largest ever privatization. Two ministerial aides, Bob Virk and Dave Basie, had, do- had documents seized from the legislature in 2003, as they were suspected of leaking documents to a lobbying firm responsible for bidding in the pending sale of BC Rail. The aides are facing corruption charges in the B.C. Supreme Court. This past Tuesday, July 21st, I spoke with NDP MLA Leonard Croke, opposition critic for the Attorney General, about recent events in the political corruption trial. As opposition critic for the Attorney General, you're following the case obviously very closely. Can you give us an update on the most recent events in the case? On Monday, uh, July the 20th, Justice Bennett made an unprecedented ruling requiring that the Premier's emails, the emails of his senior and closest staff, including the Deputy Minister Jessica McDonald, Chief of Staff Martin Brown, and others, uh, previous Cabinet Ministers, uh, would have to be produced to her for review, and she will then determine their relevance to the case, and if they're relevant, they will be provided to the Defence Council. So it's a very major step in this case. So with that, with that decision, is this, is this groundbreaking? I know a lot of commentators have called it, uh, this is setting a precedent in, in terms of um, you know, secrecy and government accountability and other things. Do you think this is quite significant, this ruling from Justice Bennett? I think it's significant because uh, obviously you don't see rulings like this made very often. It isn't necessary. Um, the fact is that the uh, Premier, his staff, these people could have turned over uh, these relevant emails much earlier 